We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the second day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Donnie Anderson, alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, it's great to see you. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, in a bit of a cynical mood, but hey. Well, that's the best time to have a conversation here, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, huh? It, uh -huh. I mean, Bruce, how are you today? It's a, it's, I'm healthy and alive, and being cynical is kind of like a natural state for me. So, you know. Okay, so we're in here with a logical-minded person today, and I've got two cynics along with me, so it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. I've got a few things that we can discuss. Uh, would you prefer that I uh, that I start with those immediately, or I tell you what, no, I'm not going to do that. I I'm not going to do that. Ned, since you only come on here once a week, I will let you start wherever you would like to start. What's front and center for you? Because you called me a few days ago and after you apologized for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> then you said you would be on on Friday. And so here you are. Well, of course, this will go out on Monday. This will go out on Saturday for our Telegram subscribers. But where would you like to start? And then I will mix in all the things I have because I'm all over the map with everything. I've got a lot uh, from the UK we can talk about. The Eco Warriors are back at it. Uh, Sadiq <laughs> Khan's got a new plan that he's laying forward. I got something from Jarhead, the, uh, the UK Health Secretary. Um, and a few other things. I got some stuff from Trudeau out of Canada. We can go there. Macron from France. You haven't been on since the French election. We can talk about that. Uh, I got some stuff from Australia. I got some stuff from the US. We're all over the place. We're all over Western civilization. So where do you want to start? And then I can throw in things as needed. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like you say, there's lots. And the thing is, there is lots going on. But what worries me is um, we're losing sight. We are losing sight. And we're still getting certain people within the establishment still talking about the next pandemic, the next this, yeah, and they're still thinking about, and you know COVID's my heat piece. I really hate it. I, it it's, got, it's got where it's the centre of this controlling mechanism and it all started with it and it's still rolling behind the picture. I mean, in the UK, as much as, wow, no mask, no this, no whatever, with the... Um, Children's oh, passports. Oh, yeah. The, chil the children's passports with, oh, this will enable them to go abroad. So, hang yeah, on. I've We're going to drug our right kids here. from five, year five years and upwards. I've got I the tweet from uh, from Jarhead right here, Mr. Javid himself. We've expanded the NHS COVID pass system for five to 11-year-olds, making it easier for families to travel internationally and book their summer holidays. And then, of course, I've got the link to the... Uh, NHS thing there. You notice something interesting. You notice he has the uh, the blue and the yellow with Ukraine around his uh, around his his profile photo up there. And look at the ad for the NHS. It's all blue and yellow. Yeah. Uh huh. Lovely, lovely, isn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> it's well, um, yeah. Okay, so blue and yellow is actually yellow. Hang on, is there a, a yellow that begins with S? The yellow that the begins with yellow S. The top of yellow that begins with S. Because then you could have BS, because that's what it all is. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. It's, so that's what it—that's what it all stand for. E 
Blue and yellow will stand for, oh, look, there's another load of bullshit coming out, and they're advertising it. It's heartbreaking. Pfizer to 11s. I mean, if you think that, right, the vaccine, we've talked about the vaccine, and we and what people don't understand, the acceptance now worldwide is that it came out of a lab. Escaped or man-made, that would change a court case. If it escaped, then, oh, we've got to create a vaccine to help the world. Wonderful line. If it didn't, and it is manufactured deliberately and released, and then the vaccine came along, do what? It doesn't cure. It covers the worst severity of COVID. So if COVID was released, and now we know that COVID, when you get COVID, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, it stays in your system. It goes anywhere where your blood goes. And that's just about everywhere in your body. We are seeing the uprise of medical problems shooting through the roof, even in children, suspected appendicitis, and now we've got hepatitis breakouts. Yeah, there's a hepatitis. Which, which they're going, oh dear, that's due to lockdowns because they haven't managed to go around and get the adenoviruses, which are the natural ones that if you'd mixed all the time and they're blaming it on that, uh, excuse me, it's not quite that easy because if you look into the adenoviruses, um, hepatitis isn't one of the occurring side effects. It'd have to be a very, very severe, wide, you know, rare case. Now we've got it breaking out in the hundreds, if not the thousands. So we've got COVID is a problem itself. The vaccine, children didn't get COVID symptoms and people didn't get COVID symptoms. They got vaccinated, they got COVID symptoms. I mean, anybody that does chemistry, catalyst is something that causes an experiment to speed it up, but doesn't get used up, proper catalyst. So I would say the vaccine is more of a catalyst, because it's definitely not a vaccine, because it doesn't cure anything. So that means the original and the catalyst causes things. So the first thing that needs to be taken away is the catalyst. Don't use that. Don't vaccinate now, because that is going to cause more problems. It's not curing anything. It's just adding to the melting pot. So, and that is just coming from looking at all the history of it, looking at the results. You've got medical problems going through the roof, vast numbers of it on every level. And that is just due to COVID as it's settling in your bodies. And that's those unvaccinated people or the ones that have had maybe only the first vaccine and none of the boosters and everything else seem to be a lot better off and the ones that are taking the vaccine, the boosters, and everything. We know COVID is a problem because it's affecting the children of younger ages that haven't been vaccinated. So this, these kids are probably at it, their system's fought it off, but it's in there. So they're getting these medical side effects. Now they want to vax them? I mean, yeah, please. they do. Please, you, uh, whoa, please, no. You wanted to comment on this. Uh, since you're bringing up that particular uh, line of conversation, you wanted to comment on this. This is out of 7 News Australia. Uh, this is from uh, New South Wales and Victorian authorities have detected evidence of a new COVID outbreak and a new variant. Um, and it says that what we know, this is a quote from uh, University of South Australia epidemiologist Esterman. Uh, has told Seven News Australia that we or what we know about BA4 is that it appears to escape the immune system a bit better than BA2. So that means that people who have already been infected can be reinfected more easily, and people who are 
vaccinated can be infected more easily. Well, that's obvious. What's the history of it? COVID, if it's causing by itself, even in children, a rise in different medical results, which are on the up, it's affecting your immune systems by itself. We know because if you induce the vaccine, your body's going to try and fight it initially. You know that half of the week you get masses of antibodies. And please do not get your boosters in because your immune system's already tried to fight it. You're just going to compound the problem. and Your immune system's going to suffer and that could cause all, all manner of problems. And what I do not understand is this lab is still open. This lab is still functional. Why on an international level hasn't anyone gone over and gone, no, no, no more of this, please. Well, there's no, a reason. No, this, this is, this, this, there's a reason. Yeah. Would yeah, you like to hear it? Not, and it's not a very nice one. It, would you like to hear the reason? What, about defense by any chance? No, no. The World Health Organization sent a team over there to investigate, and it was <laughs> led by a gentleman by the name of Peter Daszak, who was also the head of EcoHealth Alliance. And he did a full investigation. He and his team, they did a full investigation. Of course, they weren't allowed to leave the five-star hotel that they were put in in Beijing. They, they weren't allowed to leave that. They were just put there and given some statistics. And now, th- they were taken out to the lab, but they weren't allowed to get out of the car. Uh, and they, they, weren't allow- they weren't allowed to speak to anyone inside. Uh, so they, and they when, can officially when Dazic- say they visited it. Well, th- yeah, they were there. Um, and when Dazic was asked, uh, who, by the way, he's the guy that funneled all the money from Fauci yeah. to those labs in the first place uh, to create the coronavirus thing that led to the pandemic, excuse me. The accident. But yeah, yes, the, the accident. Yes, the, the bat soup. Got it. Um, but he was asked in an interview, well, didn't you press anybody when you were in China? Didn't you press anybody to get into the Wuhan lab and to see what was going on in there? And he said, well, what more could we do? And that was the end of it. There's your investigation. Case closed. What more can we do than other than what more say can we, do? we did invest? We did investigate, and it's not a problem. Yeah, there is a big problem because no matter how unknowledgeable you are about viruses or whatever, viruses do not systematically pop up everywhere in the world just because Mr. Gates or Mr. Fauci go, "Oh, hang on, there's Omicron over that side of the world." We better get vaccinated against it. And all of a sudden, one week later, it's everywhere where they've gone lockdown over there and it's only had 10 people and this has gone whoomph. Uh, excuse me, this isn't right. What causes something like that to systematically spread? You've either got um, a switch, a genetic switch within the vaccine, which would have to be one hell of a bit of engineering, or something is still being produced somewhere and dumped somewhere because it cannot, a virus cannot travel that fast. It cannot systematically pop I know up what's, everywhere. I know what's being dumped somewhere and I know what's making it travel so fast. It's called mass hysteria in the mainstream media. That's what's causing mm. it. That's it. And it's horrible. Yeah. You know, before, before means- we had COVID, do you know what we had? We had something called the cold and flu season. That took a few years off, if you hadn't noticed. We don't have that anymore. We don't. <laughs> yeah, and don't. so any, anybody don't- gets it, and, and now it's like, oh, my God, it's COVID, and, and everybody's down and out. Now, now instead of working through it or, uh, you know, just sucking it up and, and getting on with life, taking a few cold medicines and then moving on, instead of doing that, now we have to quarantine, we have to contact trace, we have to shut everything down, we have to sanitize everything. And I mean, that's what's changed. And, and then you've got a you've got a media that's hyping up the fear behind it. Let, let, me, let me just give you an example. Last night, BBC did something called Question Time. Are you aware of oh, these God. things that they do? Yeah. Yeah. 
question yeah, I time. did actually see a couple of minutes of it. Yeah. And it yeah. was it was garbage. It was yeah, it was complete garbage. Uh, but here's a kid who at least calls out something that and these these people, these people on the panel, they laugh at him. They laugh at him. Mm. They they put their hands down in you know between their the bridge of their nose and start shaking their heads like this kid's crazy. Listen to this. Jamie, you asked this question. What do you think of what you've heard? Um, well, I agree with what uh, Mims was saying, to be honest, uh, in general. I think what it shows that by Boris Johnson breaking the rules was that they were absurd in the first place and that we should never have gone into lockdown. And that was, it was the biggest mistake, I think, that the government has made because we now have a mental health crisis. We now have children who have to catch up on their lost learning. And we have uh, NHS backlogs of over 6 million people. And, and we have cancer patients who can't get seen, who died during lockdown. No one talks about that. Why are we not talking about the collateral damage from two years of lockdowns which have destroyed the economy and which have caused the cost of living crisis that's happened today? Okay. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Why isn't anybody asking those questions? Why isn't um, anybody addressing well, those problems? Uh, yeah, yeah, nobody answered it. Exactly. Nobody answered it. And that was, I mean, 10 out of 10, voicing it and being able to sit there and voice it. But those answers are required. That's what we've all, lockdowns. They're, they're blaming lockdowns for the hepatitis now. They're, they're, they're blaming their own structure. And I hate these sayings that come out. And you're going to get lots of them. We'll learn from our mistakes. Let's go forward. That they just don't means... learn. They don't learn. No, no, they don't learn. And they're just letting you go into the next mess. That's their local way of escapism and getting away with things. If you listen yeah. to them within your parliaments, that's what they say. We've really got to learn from our mistakes. And um, that means I'm going to get those ministers in charge of this new, what shall we call it? This, this new office to be in charge of whatever and... We'll, we'll get on top of this, and then you'll hear nothing else. Yeah, if and that uh, is how it, then that is how governments react. If I had anything to say about it personally, you know, and I had the power to uh, enact justice or or even put them up for uh, trial and whatnot, yeah, they definitely would be seeing their day in court. This is it. You've got to find a court that is willing to hold them. Oh, you're going to have to create Stand them, up. I believe. But that, I think that's yeah. a whole different conversation for another day. See, that was that was me skirting the TOS. <laughs> that, that was really me saying I'm going to yeah. hang them. But, yes, um, yes. Yeah, I know. I know. So we skirted it too. Um, I, I want to talk about the larger agenda here just for a second because I have another piece of audio. I, I got a lot of audio today, um, but I, I, and I'm pretty certain we're not going to get to all of it. But um, I want to play a clip here of... Who's exploiting this crisis? And that would be none other than the people at the World Economic Forum, right? They're the ones that are exploiting this crisis. And you, when you were on last week, Ned, you uh, we were talking about Klaus Schwab a little bit. We played a clip of the fat man from 1960s, oh, yeah. and you finally heard from him uh, and how long yes. this agenda has been afoot. But this one, because I've never actually heard this woman speak before, uh, and this this was kind of um, it's kind of par for the course when you when you look at the World Economic Forum. This is Nicole Schwab. This is Klaus Schwab's daughter. Oh, his daughter. Yes. This is his daughter talking about the, e the eco, the eco warrior. Yes, yeah, the, the ecological yeah. excuse. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Mm. This is uh, this is her and how she foresees things. This crisis has shown us that first of all, things can shift very rapidly when we put our minds to it and when we feel the immediate emergency to our livelihoods. 
And second, that um, clearly the system, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, that we had before is not sustainable. So I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position you know, nature at the core of the economy. And taking the point of view of, of business and the economy and looking at where are there opportunities to create jobs and regenerate nature. And there are plenty of opportunities. And this is, again, a mindset of actually innovation, technology, and you know, uh, a business growth can happen with a positive impact of nature and kind of laying out some of these examples. And regenerative agriculture is, of course, a huge part of that as well. And one of the key um, reflection points here is also around engaging youth. And for me, it's again, I come back to this shift in mindset of the restoration generation. Can we conceive of ourselves as humans, I mean, you talked about a new humanity, I think you mentioned it, right? Can we conceive of ourselves as a restoration generation? I think that's where we need to go. I'm also hopeful that it's possible, but I think it will take a lot of um, will, both political will, but also in terms of the business actors to break with business as usual, but in a very serious way and to say we need to make very difficult choices. There are trade-offs, but this is our chance. And other and this is about risk and it's about resilience because the shocks are coming are going to be even worse if we don't know, do it now. Since Bruce, you haven't heard that clip yet. Let's start with you. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm going to get the, uh, the, the low hanging fruit out of the way first. She looks uh-huh. like a hippie. Oh, she's a um, hippie. And quite yeah. frankly, just just on a side note, before before you get into that, every single person you saw in that clip, not a damn one of those sorry sacks of garbage were voted for. Yeah. The next thing I, I, I noticed in all of this is um, so on the surface, I agree with a lot of uh, what, what she said, like um, as far as like polluting the planets, you know, the toxifying the earth, those kind of uh-huh. things. Sure. I am sure. all for companies finding more efficient ways and better ways to uh, make products with less damage to the environment. True. The difference is um, I am not some billionaire sitting up in my ivory tower forcing everyone else to do what I say. That That's the caveat in all of this. If If we allow businesses and science to continue moving forward, we'll eventually make these things that are more efficient. You know, you know, as an example, growing up as a kid, um, you know, you had the incandescent light bulb, you know, the light bulbs with the filament in them. Now we've got LEDs and everybody uses LEDs. Do you know how much more efficient those are? When you make a product that is more efficient than uh, a previous product, people jump on board because it's it's cheaper in the long run. You know, it's more convenient. People will jump on board with that. But you have to actually create the product that you're saying is going to happen. You can't destroy people's lives. You you, you can't tear them down and say, well, you have to give up these things. People are not going to give up those things. They're going to resent you and fight you. So what you do is you create the product that you're you're, you're espousing that, you, you know, and people will glob onto it because it'll be more efficient. It'll be better. It'll be a better product. I agree with you, but they can't do that because they're not builders. They're not innovators. They're not creators. All they know how to do is destroy. These are not these are not business people. These are like all these people that are up there, these so-called stakeholders. They don't even regard them as as uh, somebody that's going to have a seat at the table. Notice that she said the business actors, 
Meaning, yeah, you're the actors, but, you're the face, you're the one that's going to be up there, you're going to be reading the lines that we tell you to read. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> you, go in, you go into the rhetoric, and the way they replace the words, it's like the levers. That means the force we're going to bring to bear mm -hmm. created is the force, isn't it? When she says, these levers that we can use to create, that means this power or whatever we are going to use to force a force has been create has been exchanged for force leverage it's all in it you could actually transpose that conversation and that rhetoric it's been well thought out and that is what the schwabs are good at and that is it they they push their agenda forward by just changing the words to make them more acceptable but what they are saying is still in there and it's not very nice because yeah they are going to force a situation and they will use whatever they can to get it there because I'll, if it's not at the end of it it said someone's going to suffer i'll i'll use an old phrase this is this is a fairly old uh you know whatever uh, adage whatever you want to say great minds think alike fools rarely rarely differ right that's the phrase mm -hmm. um so basically what it's saying is is uh, intelligence typically finds a similar solution fools uh, just go along with whatever the hive mind says that <laughs> that's a summarization of it if they're so happened. intelligent, if they're so great and so wonderful of a people, their intelligence will push them to a similar idea. They'll come to more efficient products. That they'll push towards those things. But instead, that that's not what they're doing at all. They're not pushing towards, uh, you know, better things, better products, better. They're they're trying to force a hive mind to follow their lead. I mean, mm -hmm. you you look at the uh, the COVID narrative. Look at the Ukraine narrative. They're both one and the same. Yeah, you know, you're you're going to kill grandma if you don't wear the mask or get your vaccine. Well, it, it, you're going to, you know, you're for Putin. You're for killing and, and raping Ukrainians if, if you don't, uh, you know, do your little thing on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Or, we, you know, it, it, it's all the same narrative. It's it's basically the same. They're creating they're trying to create a hive mind. And, and that, that, that's the gist of and it. They need the digital wallet is that's your hive mind right there. That's your nexus. That's it. Yeah, well, but know, my my, my you know, point you, is, you know, what a bee is called the male bee that just is around and does nothing. It's called a, a drone. drone. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that is it. Basically, the point I'm getting at is, if they were so great and intelligent, they would be pushing for innovative ideas. They would be trying to, you know, find a solution, uh, not forcing me. you into something. They're, they'd make them irrelevant. I, I, they'd make I am quite, I am quite sure that when you say they'd be looking for this ingenuity and everything, I reckon there must be an endless amount of patents and ideas locked behind a lot of those doors that should have possibly been released a long time ago. Yeah, they but, call them disruptive technologies. Yeah, but it doesn't, they always have this way of using a resource up the nth and making the most out of it on a monetary basis and then move on to the next to exhaust it. They are exhausting everything. They are draining everything. The misuse of this money. Money was there as a good tool. But you wrongly use a tool and you seek it like that, you will cause endless amount of damage. And those there is so much, so many patents that have been bought up and put behind locked doors. So the fossil fuels could still be used. Yeah. So petroleum and everything else is there are so many things out there that they've got 
it's like the Vatican having vaults and they haven't released whatever they've got down there, but they, they see themselves as guardians and saviors of their religion. But the people, their people aren't entitled to, but they can still shake a plate in the church and say, yeah, thank you very much. You might be poor, but put some in here. Yeah. What's the difference between these people that are in the high businesses and everything else, given it? Um, yeah, we've got to do this, but um, you've got you you've got to pay for it through your taxes. Carbon footprint. And yeah, I, I I know I've um I know uh excuse me I must be worth at least ten trillion. Yeah, but um <laughs> you know and they're just well, draining it. They're just they assets. They're, they're, they're treating people as usable. Hang on, human resources. Yeah. Basically. And to that point, you heard her say to, to one of the other points, she said, and this, this is a big one uh, because we're seeing this. She says, we need to target the youth because what did her father say? It'll be a young world. It'll be a digital world. Yeah, that's what it'll be. So you're going to have to get used to those ideas. Well, targeting the youth, that means through her particular uh, whatever it is that she's doing, her uh, her eco alliance there, enter the eco warriors, the uh uh, whatever you call them, Extinction Rebellion, the ones that glue themselves to, I don't know, train carriages, trucks, uh, airliners, <laughs> hospital floors, a roadway near you, right? Canada Highly last week, they were laying out. Yeah. Canada last week, they were sitting in front of traffic again. And some working people who were just trying to get through were out there dragging them out from in front of the uh, the, the crossway there. Two days ago, Another one of these mobs, I, it's not Extinction, or it's not uh, Insulate Britain this time. This is uh, Extinction Rebellion. They decided that they were going to show up at a, at a petrol station in the UK. Uh, I'll roll some of this here behind me so you can see it. But uh, they're basically, they go to the, uh, the BP station there and they, they smash out the, uh, the screens on the pumps, the petrol pumps, with hammers. And they take some spray paint and they just spray all inside there so it screws up the entire uh, display and, and everything else. So you can't purchase any more petrol and the pump has to be shut down. So uh, that's what they decided to do there. They were going to just take over a thing. Now, LBC, you know, a, a, whatever the radio station or whatever, they showed up and they had cameras rolling, watching it all, praising them as heroes. So oh, that's very nice. Yeah, that's, that's quite handy. They were just passing, were they? Yeah, yeah. They were just passing through and that's that's their footage there. <laughs> you see there um, at LBC. Every one, uh, of those, every one of those incidents causes more of a carbon footprint because everything, they, they shut the area down. They've got to replace stuff. Stuff's got to be manufactured. If you're working with petroleum or highly volatile stuff, you have to follow certain regs and everything else. This is going to take time. Money, time, people's time, business time. And you're going to have time. to replace. You're going to have to replace yeah. all these. All these pumps, yeah. you're going to have to replace all those. So, and um, hang on. What about all the time that it took them to organize to get here? To create their own carbon footprint cause this little bit of ad nauseum. It's just incredibly pointless. Maybe maybe these guys are too young to remember this, but um, I remember when I was younger, the the big problem that we had was um, uh, the ozone layer. There was a hole in oh, it, yes. and oh, yeah. what was causing Aerosol the cans. ozone layer? And there, what are they using here to to damage Aerosol these pumps? Cans. Aerosol cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does depend on what the propellant is, but yeah, there still is a problem up there. But that's why you have, I mean, you have a vortex sometimes, yeah, and depends how it collapses, depends on how your weather patterns go. So there is still a problem. I mean, it hasn't, uh, is a problem. So yeah, I suppose you could say they unknowingly or thoughtlessly do things. And this is what it's about, thoughtlessness. 
somebody's pressed a button, given them some money. Yeah, who's funding it? In, yeah, it didn't happen. You did what? COVID. You didn't even have any say whether it is a positive or a negative from any eco warrior. Why? It's just like the Cold War. They needed somebody to finance their position, and so otherwise they don't move. They're not self-perpetuating. No, there's no such thing as a grassroots movement, just like Yuri Bezmenov said. So there, there's no such thing. He said, you can forget about those grassroots movements. There is no grassroots movements. Somebody's financing it somewhere for an agenda. And this is not the only thing, because th- this is going to spread into other areas. And this all this all goes together. You notice that all those people that were sitting on that stage with uh, Nicole Schwab there, all of them had this little circular pin on their lapels. Did you see that? Did you notice that? No, I couldn't actually see that. You didn't that. see that. No. All of them had that. It was it was just this little circular thing. And it's all these different colors going around it. And some people are calling those um, rainbow swastikas or whatever. That's not what that is. I'll tell you exactly what that is. No, that's what some people are calling it. Let, let, me, let me explain what that is. Anybody that wants to know what that symbol is, it's very simple. Go to UN Agenda 2030 from their website. Those are the Sustainable Development Goals for United Nations Agenda 2030. Anytime you see these people wearing one of those circular rainbow colored looking pins, that's what they're for. That's how you identify them is by wearing that. They're on board with the sustainable development goals. That's what it is. And all of this is tied in with, obviously, the Great Reset. You're going to have the eco side of things, right, which she's promoting. What else goes along with that? Your new social credit system, your new digital wallet, your digital ID. And then, of course, enter Mr. Gates, right? He's a part of this as well. Of course he is. Enter Mr. Gates. Ned's Ned's best friend, right? Ned's best friend, Mr. Gates. And you know darn well, he's the guy that is at the forefront of wanting to change the human diet, isn't he? Now, here's a guy, right, that's got a big old gut hanging off of him. And he's got these <laughs> these uh, these little tiny arms, right? Now, here, here's a guy that's, that's selling you. He's got you coming and going. He's going to sell you food that's going to make you sick. And then he's going to give you a vaccine because you're sick. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. But what else is behind this? He's been saying, you know what? You're going to eat these 3D printed plant based steaks. Now, they might taste like a doormat, but that's OK. You'll get used to the taste, right? You get used to it. Well, that's not the only thing. That's not the only thing. And I'm not saying that he's behind this particular agenda, but we do know that the World Economic Forum is behind this particular agenda and they are green lighting it in Australia. Take a listen to this. Well, brave volunteers are putting their taste buds to the test at the University of Adelaide. Researchers are preparing common insects for consumption, insisting sustainable food sources are the future. Uh Uh-huh. Crickets, ants and mealworms, usually the last things you want to see in a kitchen. But forget using words like creepy or crawly to describe the dishes they're plating up at the University of Adelaide. Crunchy and flaky. It's pretty delicious. People often assume that what they might taste like is kind of this insect, and that's often something that's a bit squishy and squelchy and not too appetising. Researchers want to change that, frying, roasting and dehydrating insects to be included in an everyday diet. They're also really high in protein and good fats. They can be raised using very little and environmental resources. And that's a big win. Global food production accounts for more than a third of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. Researchers say the way the insects are prepared is key. Now, I'm told the roasted mealworm is one of the most palatable for beginners, so bon appetit. Oh, that looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. 
bit like roast chicken. Oh. Start small, you might like to try them in a powdered form where you can't see them. Feedback from the uni's taste testers will create a sensory guide which can then be used by industries for product creation or by anyone curious enough to try. A lot of our retailers in Australia have their insects available online. Taylor Jones, 7 News. What do you think? Don't get me wrong. Are you are you ready to try? Don't, 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 yeah. don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Oh, I'll tell you what, I have tried all sorts around the world, including bugs. Even, I mean, in Australia, even um, the Aborigines, they got some really nice bugs. They know how to find them and dig them up, and they're really juicy big ones. But, yes, bugs can be nutritious, but they're only part of it. They're only part of it. Our bodies, right, whether you decide to be a vegetarian or a meat eater or remain an omnivore, I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, vegetarian lentils are a wind creator. That's why vegetarians have dogs to kick under the table and blame them as a smell, you know. But you got your meat eaters, fine. First steak I had was when I was 16 and I could afford it. Weren't that impressed, but there's loads of other lovely meats. I'm an omnivore. Our race developed into being an omnivore. So we eat different things. We need different things. If you change your physiology, because of what you eat, you will then have an endless amount of additives, if you want to say, vitamins this or vitamins that, that's something else where you can't find. And you might as well be traveling in a spaceship from nowadays and sucking it out of a plastic wallet and having whatever else to sustain yourself. There are natural foods out there. It's like somebody has a fruit juice and they say, when they did these, um, oh, you need... um." your five fruits a day or your nine fruits a day, depending on what country you come from. And then people went, well, I've got a glass of fruit juice. No, hang on. You need the pulp of the fruit as well, not just the juice. It's, it is the actual sustenance, the stuff in it that is as much nourishing and your body needs it. Not those little things like they pick the cream off the cake. You need that substance. You need that pulp. It's the food substances. Yeah, you, yeah, bugs. Yeah, you can eat bugs. And you can eat bugs, but you just can't eat bugs. Gates, Gates is pushing an agenda because he's buying up all the bloody farmland. He's trying to force the issue. So that is not that is a man that doesn't agree in choice. 70% of the farmland in the world is owned by 1%. What is that telling you? Another agenda. They're going to be forcing an issue. Goes back to Kissinger. We, it goes back to yeah, Kissinger's. We talked about Kissinger. Kissinger is a big proponent of using food as a weapon. He's talked about it many times. He's written about it. Of course it is. Of course it is. And that is why we still have a third world. That is why you still have these forced wars. You've got to have people at a minimal level. I mean, when, for God's sake, it used to annoy me when I was growing up when you had food mountains in Europe and stuff. If there's somebody hungry on the other side of the world and you've got a food mountain, shift a lot out there. Not just say, we're doing good. Oh, get the people to uh, donate loads of money and pay for everything to be shipped out and create a charity. So, And the mountain's still there. Why would you want a mountain of butter? Why would you want a mountain of meat? Because all it was used for wasn't to help anybody. It was used to manipulate the prices of pay- of foodstuffs across countries and that is all it was used for to hold something back that is in demand you can raise the price i mean fuel still flowing it is still flowing and people are using it but the price is going up and up and up why 
Oh, it's in demand. That is the business structure. If it's in demand, whether it's needed or not, but if it's in demand, we'll just make them pay more for it. Yeah? Doesn't mean there's less of it. That's why you're paying more for it. It's because they can make more money. The science, it, it's it, its broken. It's still broken. They say they want to, they're saving the world, but they're not. They're screwing you over on another level. And it's they're still doing the same financial science to get you where they want you. It, it's, it's, it's obvious. It's just it's funny. The price goes up, but it never comes down to the level it was before. They'll say, oh, we're reducing this by X amount. But at the same time next year, it had gone past that original total probably, mm-hmm. and you're up again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where do you want to shift to next? Do you, do you want to talk about the? Uh, do you want to talk about France, or do you want to stick with UK? I mean, I got some stuff out of, uh, or we can shift over to the US. Uh, we, can, I mean, <laughs> we've done Australia. Uh, I've got more on Australia, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to cover well, everything. The US, the US, and the seventy thousand employees of Disney oh, outside God. giving it. Well, we're that. totally pissed off with this. Well, yeah, they're pissed <laughs> off what DeSantis did. Yeah, sure. Oh, that is just incredible. That is incredible. But then we talked about that last time, about parental choice. We did. Uh, we did. We've got uh, we've got Biden saying that... We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Kleptocracy. <laughs> and klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. The guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They're ill-gotten yeah. gains. You hear that? Ill-gotten gains, said the big man. Yeah, um, ill-gotten. Yeah, mm-hmm. ill-gotten gains. No, it's it's not like it's not like he has any ill-gotten gains, and his family has any ill-gotten yeah. gains. It's not like uh, he's an ever. angel. That's why he's rotten yeah. from the inside. Yeah. You know, his brain's just, going into meltdown. I just saw one of the conservative pundits out of the U.S. Maybe next we can get Elon Musk to buy Biden from China. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be it'll be of more use stuffed anyway because he's yeah. not doing any good up there at the moment. You know, there's a. Uh, there, and I, I posted this today because it was just so ridiculous. There's a newly created disinformation unit under the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. And the uh, the woman that they have appointed to the head of this, I, I can't think of a better person, right? Now, take a listen to this, okay? Th- this is the woman who is the head of the Biden administration's newly created anti-disinformation unit, okay? Uh, under the Department of Homeland Security, the head of it. Uh, just so everybody's clear. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster <laughs> takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet voice or vote. Oh! Does somebody want to tell me like what world we woke up in? <laughs> like, I, I feel like I took like a few hits of some kind of crazy drug and I just woke up somewhere. I think Mary Poppins had here with a parrot umbrella actually somewhere along the line. This is this is unbelievable. Bruce has already he, he's been over there shaking his head. I, I take it, Bruce, you haven't seen well, this yet. Uh, I, I want to actually say it wasn't for the content that's actually pretty decent uh, reenactment there. That was actually decent. Uh, it's just the message is a bit uh, twisted. Yeah. 
But how listen, on earth? This is she's she's literally the head of the Ministry of Truth. She yeah. is. She that, is. That's what it how is. on earth? How on earth? Uh, where where are our manners? Mine especially. How on earth can we criticize such a, such a professional individual? Oh. You have to take it you, before before I before I say that because it don't just take my word for it. Listen to White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki talk about her. Oh. Um, she's an expert on online disinformation. She was formerly in the Wilson Center's disinformation. She was formerly a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center. She's testified before Congress, as well as the United Kingdom and European Parliament, advised a Ukrainian foreign minister, particularly oh. relevant in this moment, under the auspices oh. of a Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship and overseeing Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute. Any hiring decisions are up to the Department of Homeland Security, but this is a person with extensive qualifications. Extensive qualifications. Yeah. One of the 14 that went over to Ukraine and messed that up, yeah? That's extensive qualifications. That's that's extensive, isn't it? Problem with this entire organization, that the the department that they just created, disinformation, misinformation, uh, falls under the category of free speech. So it doesn't matter if what you say is disinformation or it's a lie, you know it's a lie, you don't know it's a lie, does not matter. You have the right to say it. Well, That is your First Amendment right. That is exactly on the nugget, because basically, as soon as they say information and disinformation, that means they're telling you, you've got to say what we want you to say. That is them actually saying to you, yeah, you got to tell, you got to do what we say. Otherwise, it's disinformation. It's, it's like the whole segregation thing. Put people into different clumps. One's not going to agree with the other because they have totally different ideals. And they're saying, that singing thing was somebody saying, I've got the job and you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about what I'm going to do. And I've stepped on enough people to get here in the first place. I've walked around all these different centers that have left a really nice smell behind me, but you can't do anything about it. What you, what you can't see in the video, because they didn't show it in this video, is her tweets. She was one that pushed the uh, uh, P-tapes. Uh, of Trump, is she was she one the of the one ones. She's she's one of the ones that pushed it on social media and said uh-huh. it was true. She's not the one that was behind it. That was that was other people, but she was one of the ones touting it, saying it it, it it's true. She was also one of the ones that was um, saying the uh, Hunter Biden laptop was a Trump campaign manufacturer of your imagination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Trump the Trump campaign made it is what she said. Oh, she, she is. is. She actually is in charge of the Center for Disinformation. Yes, she is in charge of the Ministry of Truth, and she is guilty of telling lies. And she just spouted off laughing at everybody. And basically, that's the position they're in. They believe they're all untouchable, every one of them. You know, I would say not only do they believe that, that's been proven true over the years. Unless yeah. something changes, that, that'll still remain true. It's one little bit of hope listening to the wordings and conversations like from your friend, the hippie, you know, Klaus Schwab's daughter. My friend? No, but your friend, his. He called her a hippie. Her friend, his friend, the hippie. Yeah, Bruce's friend. (laughs) He called her a hippie. (laughs) So she was intimating about they need another generation. She was intimating they need another generation. So really, once again, we're at these crossroads where we either... Don't let that next generation carry on or not. And we've got to try and make it crumble. 
is that they, that, that they just can't be that many people willing to let everything go down the darkest hole. It's, it's, That's all they know. That's all they know. Have is, we turned it, into such a bunch of selfish people that we don't give a monkey's what it's going to be yes. about in the next 40 years? Yes. That's what social media has done to people, my friend. You see, I mean, there will be people probably that listen to us and give it, well, they must be against um, uh, computers and games. and No, 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 no. Everything has its space. Everything, PCs, laptops, they're all tools. Games is a form of escapism, just like books and everything else. But when the tool is abused and to such a degree that somebody is interwoven with it like a drug and it's they give up their own choice and they're more manipulated by the actual tool then it becomes a problem when you lose that strength of character where you can't break away from something you're on a bit of a downward spiral until you find you, you know, until you find it's like someone saying they talk about depression people talk about depression but when you're actually depressed you don't actually know you've lost control. You're in that dark space. When you can talk about being depressed, you're not there, if you know what I mean. You're starting to formulate some control. That is the difference. But, you know, it's, it's like you've got to take charge of yourself because it's all about, it's on two levels. Your physical self. I mean, they've, they've, they've got the world popping a drug as and when they tell you, yeah? Obama might say, we've tested this on billions of people. He didn't say how many got suffered for it and whether it was good for them. He just said, it's been tested on billions of people. So why don't the other one in five Americans step up and take it? That isn't a very, very good rhetoric, isn't it? Just because somebody else has taken a drug, should you? Uh, he didn't say anything scientific, did he? He was just telling you to take it. Will he take the responsibility for any bit of hurt that takes? Sure he won't. And then spiritually, we've got to do it. Because if we don't, we've got to get this on an ethics and moral level where we just don't care about. I mean, we, we've we, we talked about it before. This is a human race thing. Why are they segregating the human race? And like I've said, in religions, no matter how far back you go, no matter what you believe in, creativity or whatever, if you believe that it came from one man, one woman, or somewhere along the line, even if you go back as far as the amoeba, where it all supposedly started the creation stuff, we are all still related. Somewhere along the line, we are related. So get a grip, grow up, and actually stand together. But if you don't, if you don't stand together, a certain few will just steamroll over you, and they will keep this segregation, and you will get so many differences in class. Well, you will just get two types of class. Well, that's what they or want. Three. That's that's three. what they want. They the want. They want to... the faces, those in control, and the zero assets. And that that's it. it. That's it. That's what they want. They're even saying it. You know, the business actors. But you know, Ned, to that point, Bruce, do you have any comments on that before before we jump subjects here? You you want to comment comment on that one? Because I want to sure. finish uh, on a lighter yeah. note here. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll comment and say I think this all started uh, before social media was even a thing. I still think social media is just a symptom to the greater problem. Uh, the, the, this whole thing, it, it as a, as an example, that Axios poll we went over here a month or two ago, um, it started back in the '60s is when it happened. Yes. Uh, that's when you started seeing the kids getting groomed for different for new progressive ideas, and yeah. they started trying to progress, which isn't 
it's, at all it was, progression. It's a culmination it's of everything. But, yeah, it's a culmination of everything. Yes, it's the yeah. it's the climate agenda. Yeah. It's the it's the LGBT stuff that that's gone off the deep end. I mean, it's gone off the deep end. Uh, and it's the, all been trial and error with yeah with how yeah. many people suffered. Yes, and, and the, the the medical agenda, the uh, the the food agenda. Like it's it's all like all this stuff has hit like end game. It's like the whole thing's just turning itself into a madhouse. All of it on the LGBT thing, uh, real quick on because this is a, a local thing. You might actually hear because um, uh, th this part of the country, uh, a place really close to where I am currently uh, residing, has um, uh, decided they're not going to follow the state's rules and um, decided that um, uh, whatever uh, students can choose whatever bathroom they want to use, male or female, you can use the opposite <laughs> sex bathroom if you wish. All you have to do is claim you're a woman if you're a male. Anyway. All that said, I would not be surprised if you hear about these uh, board members getting tarred and feathered in, 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 in the coming days because the, the, the populace here does not agree with it. But the elite, uh, since we're talking about the elite trying to push things on it, it's the elite or who they think are th themselves as elite. They're, they're being little tyrants and, and trying to push these ideas on onto kids. Yeah. And, Oh, we've had that before. Kids are sponges. They don't formulate stuff till later on. And then that's enough as it is. Don't get me wrong. That is the possibility of a real dark future. But that responsibility is ours. And it could be as bright as we want to make it. We have the ability to achieve everything and anything. And that is yeah. something. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Hope and going forward is everything. I mean, despairing, give up. That's no point. No point. Because we are capable. We, we are capable, very capable. But I would like more of it shown. I would just like a little bit more backbone. Yeah, because it is the future for your kids. It is. And we are very, very capable. There's a, there's a, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go theologian here for a second. There's an example of this in the Old Testament, the Bible, where uh, the Israelites decided um, for the, the 40 years that they were in the desert, and they were roaming the desert. During that time, they did not teach their kids, um, well, the, the ways of the Lord, basically. And they all suffered for it. So th this, this is kind of another situation where the parents are so selfish and self-centered. They're, they're, they're just not, they're not teaching their kids. I, I, I'm not meaning uh, like theology and all of that kind of stuff. Like they're not teaching, they're not teaching global truths. They're, they're not teaching the basic things that we all know to be to be true, like water makes you wet or, uh, you know, you <laughs> have a blue. penis, you're a male and a vagina, you're you're a female. Like those basic truths, uh, they're not being taught anymore. Uh, I mean, I grew up when I went to junior school, it was a C of E school. So no matter what my beliefs were, it had a church on the premises, St. Mary's mm -hmm. Church. And yet on a Sunday, I went to another church and the other church i went to wasn't like i learned very early that it's that i went to the doors were open anybody can come in so if somebody had a reading or a song or whatever they and somebody new wandered in they would ask them what they meant to them and they wouldn't poo poo them for whatever they might may have said you know and they could sit and listen to what other people said so the door was always open you had choice of what you said you know and you didn't no matter what people believed that was how and you could learn from how they reacted to it or what it meant to them, because you might not have thought, oh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But then strict to religions, every religion has, even within that religion, it had its own 
uh, a stricter level, which is, and even in, we, even in the Christian faith and most faiths, as you see, there will be the fundamental, not the fundamentalists, which are the strict people, but the fundamental people who actually believe in their faith and they're the ones that get on in the community and actually are true to their religion. You will then get your hierarchy within those religions, which are very staunch in their ways and it's black and white to them, but that's not what life is about. It never is. It's all about choice. Yeah. Free speech. Listen. Well, you know, Listen you're talking anybody. about, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And you're talking about <laughs> this next generation and how they alter reality and how, how they're, they're changing things in real time. And you've got this, this whole, uh, well, it's confusing of just the natural order of things, right? Which when you have a failing dying establishment, that's where it always goes. I want to end on a lighter note tonight. A funny one, really, because this one goes along with it. In the city of London, Mayor Sadiq Khan down there has yeah bless it has decided that he's going to uh, embark on a new campaign himself uh and it's called staring this okay. is across all public transport right now it says uh, transport for london it's the new campaign that they've launched in cooperation with the um uh, the, uh, the British Transport Police, um, and it's CUC down there in the in the bottom left corner. It says the uh, <laughs> mayor of London. And it says, intrusive staring of a sexual nature is sexual harassment, and it is not tolerated. <clears throat> See it or experience it on public transport. Text what, where, and when to 61016. In an emergency, always dial 999. Are you aware of someone doing this and want to remain anonymous? Then call the sexual harassment line at 0800-783-0137. Together, we can stop sexual harassment. Uh, So there's somebody in charge of sexual harassment office in in the British government. Yes, well, that's another office I had to create to deal with this problem. can Can you imagine that a man or a woman has come on this underground train or whatever and has sat down, yeah, and they've put their uh, extendable white stick away because it's causing a problem out there, and all they can do is stare into space because they're blind. Because they're blind. And then, and then somebody dials 999 because there's this dirty old woman or man staring at me since I've gone through the last three stations, and these please come on and drag them off and go, Right, that's it for you. And they go, hang on, he's blind. Oh my god! They they won't even realize he's blind until they get him to the interrogation. Yeah, they get him downtown. Yeah, yeah, give him a good kicking on the way out. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, they'll give you, yeah. they'll be giving a shellacking the whole way up the stairs in the elevator. And you believe the it. guys? The guys are total idiot. When you're on the underground, growing up in London, the underground at certain times gets totally jammed. Yeah. It's people, yeah. Uh, people with it, they, they feel uncomfortable as it is and they don't know where to look unless they've got a book or a paper and then they don't want to open the papers because it's getting somebody else's way. Yeah. And so there's so many things making them uncomfortable. And now they used to look around, those adverts were there to attract them. And that's a bit of space to sell something. Somebody's gone three stations reading the same advert. Now they're going to look up and go, I'm not allowed to stare. Oh, shit. I can't even do this now. So then they look up and they give it, I can't. Look. <laughs> and they just, they're going to end up looking down. You're going to have 150 people in these carriages looking at the floor. Well, it's a grey society. And, uh, it's a grey uh, I mean, society. Look, it's totally negative. It, it, what a load of bollocks. They can't. An amusing advert up there, or something they could chuckle well, at. It's, it's pink. Does that? It's does pink, that? Yeah. It's pink. 
I don't know. Is it the right color? Should it be blue and yellow? Yes. It should be. Yes, it should be. It should be blue with yellow letters. Yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, you, you brought that up. I I looked for an S named uh, yellow, saffron yellow. Sa- they are. Saffron. There it's you go. Yeah. Blue and saffron. <laughs> BS. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so this is uh, a few questions. Um, what is intrusive staring? Number one, uh, what is sexual natured staring? Are, are you meaning like a dude staring at a woman's breasts, for example, or, or something like that? Is, is that what they're meaning as uh, sexual harassment? Uh, the next thing uh, in, in, in all of this, um, what court is going to find you uh, looking at someone? OK, let's put this in a, the scenario, OK? Well, there's cameras um, on let, the Let's say it's a little... There, there's let's, cameras let's, everywhere. So they'll be able to yeah, corroborate yeah. it with video evidence. Sure, sure. But let, 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 let's put this scenario down, okay? Um, it, it's a dude had stared at a woman, quote-unquote sexually, and was staring at her breast or something like that, or, or, or even just glanced. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, doesn't matter. Um, how are you going to argue that it was sexual harassment when, like, the woman can argue, well, he was, he was staring at me, you chose what clothes to wear in the morning, and he's looking at you. I, I, I don't. Isn't that a compliment? Isn't back oh, in the mean, day that was mean, a compliment? You mean like looking at looking at a piece of art and appreciating it in that way? Yes. Yes. You know, who, do you realize who's going to make the most out of this? Foot fascists. Because they'll no, be staring at everybody's feet. That's true. They, they, they've made it, haven't they? Do, yeah. do we think that underneath it all, that the actual mayor of London is a foot fetished? He very that, well that could, could very well be. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you know, you never know. It could be. Oh and my he's trying God. to groom how does this other guy... people into it. How on earth does this guy get elected? How, how do these clowns get elected? Over and over and over. This goes back to the French election. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. We weren't able to talk about it tonight, which we'll pick up on it next week when you get in, because that madness over there is not going to stop. You know, the country yeah, that's in between the two of us. Fair. Yeah, free and fair. I don't think any of these these jokers that are in any of these positions have been elected for a very, very long time because they couldn't be where they are now with this whole whatever this agenda is, this crackpot nonsense. They couldn't be where they are now if they didn't have all of these players in place on the chessboard. It just wouldn't happen. So it makes me think that our democracies have been undermined for quite a long time. Oh, so. yeah. This, this, the, 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 we are at a crossroads. We're at a penultimate point. I mean, oof. I wonder if there's one next to that saying, are you staring? <laughs> and another one saying, <laughs> are you staring? don't stare, don't stare. And then the fourth one says, well, if you really like my feet, contact the mayor of London. <laughs> Tweeted him <laughs> at London Mayor. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we're going to have to go. So, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own and not stare. <laughs> we would appreciate it very much. <laughs> you and send them our direction so i want to thank you for being here this evening bruce thank you for being here this evening ned always a pleasure we'll see you next week thank you to all the listeners everyone have a great evening we'll see you tomorrow